Good morning and welcome to HodgePodge, this 19th day of February 2020, Wednesday. And uh, joining me in the studio today, following the second regular meeting of the Becker County Board of Commissioners, is uh, Becker County Administrator Mike Breathhorse. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Carol. It's great to be with you again on this chilly, chilly morning. It's going to get better, though. Yeah, it's minus 17 right now, but we've got sun. We've got one (laughs) element working. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think we're going to head into spring uh, and we're not going to look back in a couple days. So, Well, yeah, yeah, that's one of the challenges that we got with the change of the season here is all that uh, flooding that we're going to be seeing in the next couple of weeks here and months ahead of us. Right. And uh, I know that the state is preparing, telling folks uh, that are in flood prone areas to get their insurance now because you have to have 30 days uh, of uh, the insurance in effect before you can actually uh, claim that. It's very important for uh, pre- uh, for preparations and uh, proper planning for any type of natural disaster such as uh, flooding. Um, but I do know for a fact that Clay County, our sister county, as well as Cass County over in Fargo, have already declared declarations uh, in anticipation for high waters. Uh, now, how does that affect Becker County? Well, on the western side of Becker County, we do have some lower lands areas. We have a lot of farmland over there. And uh, with that, we do have a few uh, roads that do have a tendency to get a little, uh, you know, high waters will come through. Uh, we are actively and consistently through our highway department uh, monitoring these roads and our ditches to making sure that the uh, I, that there are no ice jams and that they don't have backups. So uh, we, if you do see that, uh, please call. Please give us a call. Let us know. Or call the uh, you know your local officials, your township officials to let them know, and we'll get our appropriate steamers out there and, and to assist with that. But Becker County, we're fortunate just because of the uh, the the watersheds that we have here, and just the way that we operate here um, geog- geo- geologically here. Uh, but Clay County, and I've been there. I, I've uh, I've put my boots on, and I've yeah. assisted multiple times with uh, the flooding over the years up there, and. Uh, so our hearts go out to those people and just making sure that they're prepared. And that's why we're really, that's why those county boards and commissioners and engineers are working a little, little extra hard this time of year. Right. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's good to put in a little uh, work ahead of time and uh, make sure uh, people are ready. And uh, just again, uh, now is a good time to get that flood insurance. Check with your regular insurance too, because um, some of the federal assistance doesn't assist homeowners or businesses. But they usually affect the counties mm-hmm. in general. All right. Uh, Mike Breathhorse, a Becker County Administrator, in the studio with me this morning. Some of the other things going on in Becker County, of course, these days, uh, some of the bigger news uh, so far in 2020 is uh, the Sheriff's Department is about ready to get uh, some body cameras, and they've been going through the process of uh, really researching the use. I know that they've been looking at this for a number of years, but uh, now in 2020, they are actually going to, uh, they've uh, got the okay to purchase the cameras, 22 cameras, I believe, and then they will start uh, wearing those pretty soon. Right, and that's it's a true partnership between the sheriff's office and our county attorney's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if without the proper documentation, our attorneys have a very hard time at uh, prosecuting. Uh, this becomes a little easier. I mean, and plus it just helps calm the situation when they know that they're being recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also, the, the technology is synced up. 
with our existing uh, cameras on the vehicles, as well as cameras inside of the vehicle as well. Um, so the audio is, is date stamped, time stamped. They can go back. Um, if people are situations that we're seeing things, we have some historical uh, passive uh, recording that's occurring that we can go back and draw from. Uh, but the sheriff is Sheriff Glander and uh, our county attorney, Brian McDonald, are all both very excited about this opportunity and uh, bringing us to the next level. And that's what we're here to do um, uh, at the county is to get it to the next level. And so this is one way that we're doing it. And uh, we're reaching out with our uh, other sister counties as well as cities and taking some best practices and best lessons from people. Uh, so these cameras are running all the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, but they're only recording certain times. So, but, and that's something that I can't get into too much detail on, right. but uh, the, the sheriff and the county attorney are looking forward to this resource and adding this to their, um, you know, their toolbox. So one thing I know that has come up in discussion uh, early on, and I think you probably addressed this at the meetings too, uh, but uh, where you have an actual company that uh, runs or that retains the data, so it's not in like the county's database per se? Correct. We are we're purchasing a system uh, in... You know, there's there's all types of systems out there. The one that we the one that fits us is a system called WatchGuard, and um, so we actually have servers on site, and so we'll when the officers come back from their patrol or their investigations or whatever that might be, uh, it automatically uploads, and then we save that data for a, a number of days. There's there's uh, certain rules on this, and it's posted to our website. So if people want to learn what those rules are, just please go to the Becker County website, and uh, you can download that and read that all all day long. Um, and, uh, so, but we have plenty of, we have plenty of storage. We're working with Stacy White, who is our, uh, county IT director. Uh, she's helping us through this transition. We explored several different options, everything from cloud-based, um, data storage to on-site data storage. And today, the way that the pricing structure works, it makes more sense for us to have it in-house here in Becker County. But we do work very closely with this company and, uh, they're helping us uh, with the transition, and we should see something operational. When you see these officers, they'll have a, I don't know, a little, you've seen it on TV, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a little square, little patch that they swear, wear on their vests or on their collars or however that's appropriate for them. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's kind of exciting to see and how we're getting to that next level. So Okay. Uh, Mike Brethorst in the studio with me this morning talking about uh, things going on in Becker County. Uh, the Sheriff's Department is getting ready to, uh, well, they're purchasing the body cams, and they should be up and running within the next uh, few months, uh, they said. Uh, so we'll look. Uh, maybe the sheriff will come in and we'll talk to him more about that as well too uh, but other things going on of course another big thing uh, that this county has been working on for a number of years I would say and it looks like we may be getting a little bit closer but uh, the highway department is looking at building a uh, building uh, structure just out to the north of the station here and uh, where are we sitting with that yesterday there was some discussion on the actual building um, and as far as the property, have we purchased, has the county purchased property yet? Or We have not purchased property yet. We have a couple different sites that we have available to the county to build this uh, new facility. And let's maybe, if, Carol, if I could just back up a little bit. The reason that we need this new highway building, um, it's it's all about uh, efficiencies as well as safety for our for the employees at the county. 
Uh, the building was built, some of the space that we currently use was built in the 1940s. And when you have 1940s buildings with lower ceilings and stairs and staircases, uh, it just becomes effectively from an OSHA standard or uh, from a safety standard, it becomes more and more of a need to do that because our equipment's becoming bigger. And, uh, and, and with that, we need the higher ceiling heights, especially if we're doing our own maintenance, which we do a lot of our own maintenance ourselves. And uh, when you can't raise the trucks all the way up to get underneath it, or you can't raise the, uh, the, the dump boxes accordingly, that's, then it becomes a, um, a reality that we need to address. And so our commissioner said, uh, staff, let's look into this. Let's, let's come up with some options and scenarios here. And uh, now that we've completed the jail construction project, um, we are now looking at this. And so where we're at right now is we are uh, looking at some final designs, concepts. We're looking at uh, exterior store, two, two, two buildings versus one building uh, being constructed of like all cement tip-ups. And then we're looking at an alternate structure, which would be more of a, a pole, traditional, uh, we'll call it like a Fultz type construction, which is a great construction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're just considering all these different options and the costs associated to that. And yesterday we had a meeting with our commissioners and we had we brought on a consultant to help us uh, with the uh, comparisons and guesstimating and estimatings of these dollar amounts. And the number that we got yesterday was uh, a little, uh, little larger than we originally planned. And so with that, we're just uh, taking a step back, taking a breath and um, reaching out to a couple of the vendors again. And we're having actually a staff meeting today at about two o'clock to uh, consider, uh, you know, what we can do to try to get this back in line mm-hmm. uh, because our commissioners are want to allow us to have the right resources, but we have to be fiscally responsible about mm-hmm. this. And that's what we're trying to do right now. So what is the the ideal price? I know that there's the ideal and then there's the reality of prices keep going up for construction. So, uh, right. I mean, what is the happy medium, our, I guess? Our consultants are saying that every year that we wait for construction, it adds about 3%, 3 to 4% uh, each year. And that's pretty common uh, that you see out there. Um, our original estimates were about 8 to $9 million. Uh, we see it as high as thirteen point five to fourteen million dollars, uh, and they, when you get to those type of numbers, that's a that's a big swing. Mm-hmm. And so we really need to be smart about um, you know the types of designs and footings and foundations and uh, the the soil conditions and do you have to build additional stormwater ponds and to be in compliance because if the county is going to build this, we have to make sure that we're following all the same rules that the private sector follows. And so with that, we have to do stormwater ponds and, uh, you know, curb and gutter and, and, you know, and setting the right example. Mm -hmm. And that's what our commissioners have uh, uh, directed us to do. And so we're trying to get back into that uh, closer to the not as high as that 13 number and not as low as that $8 million number. So probably somewhere in the middle there. Um, but that's something we really have to work on yet. We have a lot of work ahead of us on this one. So have you decided on this actual site then? Is it the the property you would have to buy parcels from the city of Detroit Lakes? Or well, that's some that's something that we're considering right now. We actually t- we were go- we did have a uh, uh, a tentative agreement on purchasing the city's property. However, uh, that's always contingent upon the full commission approval. Mm-hmm. Um, and with these numbers we got yesterday, it just we had to step back and take a pause, okay. and uh, before we acquire any land, because we do have land at the county that we could potentially use, which could help us offset some other expenses. But then there has to be, you know, then you have to adjust your design plans and maybe some flow operations to to offset that. So we'll hopefully make a, 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 a sound and educated uh, 
calm uh, decision here in the next uh, month or so. Uh, like I said, we we have all hands on deck with our county engineer, Jim, Jim Olson, and uh, the staff over there that are just, uh, they're very sensitive when we see numbers like this. And so we want to be smart about it. And so we're, uh, we're going to be meeting with our consultants and staff and commissioners and uh, really moving forward on, on the proper designs. All right. I'm in the studio this morning with Mike Breathhorse from Becker County, administrator for Becker County. And we're going to take a quick break, Mike, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about uh, some construction at the courthouse yes. and yes. Uh, mediation services for child uh, protection and uh, and more. And looking ahead to spring and some of the projects coming up uh, next on HodgePodge. Welcome back to HodgePodge this Wednesday morning, 19th day of February 2020, back in the studio with Mike Breathhorst, Administrator for Becker County, and uh, talking about things going on uh, in the county these days as we head into the new year, second month, uh, and into spring and summer. Uh, But first, Mike, uh, give us an update on, I know, going in and doing my usual rounds every week, I noticed there was some construction going on in the court administration area, and in fact, uh, that was uh, brought to light yesterday about uh, uh, new chambers being built for a part-time judge. We got a new kind of a part-time, an additional judge uh, sitting on the bench here in Becker County. Well, Becker County is in a unique situation just with our uh, with our population and our demographics. <coughs> and excuse me. And with that, uh, there was a need to increase the actual footprint for number of judges in Becker County. And so with that, we actually got his his name is uh, Judge Fritz. Uh, Judge Fritz was a county attorney here in Becker County for a number of years. And so he's coming back, and he's going to be now actually on the bench. And so Judge Fritz, is, uh, we wanted to make sure that he had that proper space. And so he's going to be with us, I think, three days out of the week, and then the other two days he'll be in Ottertail County. Okay. Uh, and then the following week, then it'll be three days in Ottertail and two days here. And uh, with that, we, we needed to do some modification of some space because we also have something called a traveling judge. And so when the three judges, so we have three county judges or three judges that are seated here in, in Becker County, and uh, at times we have a traveling judge that'll come. So what we needed to do is we needed to provide space for this traveling judge. So the traveling judge, uh, Judge Fritz, is now in the traveling judge's spot. And then we created, which was a very nice office. <laughs> and uh, uh, and now we have the traveling judge. They, we had to do some remodeling and things like that. And so the way it works with the state of Minnesota is that we at this county level are required to provide space. And so the state is then required to provide the office chair and okay. the furniture and the staff and, and, and so on. So that's what we were doing. And so we worked with a local contractor in town here, did some modest remodeling in the court administration area there to uh, find new space for this new traveling judge. And I believe Judge Fritz is all in the office now. He's got his office painted and uh, pictures hung on the wall. And okay. and now he's down to work. And so, yes, right. if you've ever dealt with Judge Fritz in the past, uh, you're going to have an opportunity to meet him again if we ever get into trouble. So Okay. All right. Uh, Mike Breathhorse from Becker County, uh, Becker County Administrator in the studio with us this morning, giving us an update uh, from Becker County. Also kind of on the court and social services side, uh, I understand that we are now have a new offering uh, for hmm. child protection services. Yeah, and this is unique as well. Um, 
uh, with our senior judge. His name is Jay Carlson, Judge Jay Carlson. He's a senior judge for Becker County. And uh, after talking with him as well as uh, Judge Tillman and Judge Fritz, um, there was a consensus that there was some services that we could provide to help reduce their caseloads as well as to help families. Um, so periodically there will be families that will be disputes between children and where the child should be go. And so what we're going to be doing uh, with the assistance of our law library uh, and some funds that come to, into that law library, we're going to provide a resource for some pre-mediation services to help mom and dad and uh, to come to a consensus before we have to go before the judges. Or if you do go before the judge, it'll be predetermined and, and settled that way. Uh, so we're going to have some. We're going to do some more remodeling at the courthouse mm-hmm. to allow for these little mediation services uh, space, uh, because to do it, you want to do it right. And mm-hmm. so we're also consult. We're also hired a um, an outside contractor to help with the mediation, or it's not officially a mediation, but it's consults and consulting mm-hmm. and. Uh, to help with this. And um, hopefully this will this will really, we're, we're one of the first ones in the state to try to do this. So is this a, f- a free service? Yeah, it ah, is. It, okay. it does not cost the families that would participate in this uh, right. any type of fee. Uh, fee. Uh, the way this is funded, if, if that's, I think that's a good question, is how, how do we pay for these type of things? Well, when people go to court, they have to pay a law library fee. Mm-hmm. So and with that law library fee, it goes into a sinking fund, and we can only use it for particular uses. And this particular use, it makes sense uh, for us to be able to allocate these funds. And so since we weren't uh, using these funds at 100% each year, we had some uh, excess revenue. So we're going to try a, a test model for like a two-year model, see how it works out. And if it works out, we'll continue doing this. Uh, okay. But this is under the leadership of Judge Carlson, uh, our county attorney, Brian McDonald, and their staff to see if we can help uh, these families, you know, mediate before it gets before the judge. Okay. All right. So some interesting things happening uh, with social services and uh, child protection uh, and that sort of offering. Also, uh, under social services, uh, talk a little bit more, another interesting development, uh, the hiring of, a, is it a three-quarter time person to deal with the fraud intervention? Right. This is a, a program that, you know, un, and this is hard sometimes because there are individuals that, that apply for programming dollars and provide certain data sets that uh, need to be looked at or need to be scrutinized a little bit more. And so the state of Minnesota, as well as the feds, uh, have provided us funding. So we're a pass-through, but we're going to be the, uh, the record of agent to do this. So we're going to be actively hiring someone to assist us with our fraud, our fraud prevention. So uh, this person will be on the front end with people's applications, uh, reviewing them, screening them, helping them through the process so they don't inadvertently um, or potentially intentionally uh, get additional funds that they may not be eligible for. Uh, this person will also be doing some uh, backgrounds in regards to existing claims that are out there. Again, we just want to make sure that the funds are in the right per- get go to the right people. And uh, like we said, like I said before, there's there's situations where people just inadvertently uh, apply for things that they think they're eligible for, and it might get through the cracks. And so this person's going to review that. And uh, so that should be, I think it's posted, if I'm not mistaken, on our website already for a position to, to look at that, child protections and, and income, income reviews. And so if you're a financial person and you have a background with some social work experience, this would be a good fit for that type, type of person. It's a three-quarter time position. 
And as the years go on, we anticipate this program to become more and more effective because for every dollar that we save, the state and the the state and the feds, well, that's something that we can then look at ways to, um, you know, at reallocate to right. the people that need that. Right. So check out the employment opportunities at Becker County. Mike Brethorst, Becker County Administrator, in the studio with me this morning. And Mike, we're going to move on to uh, take it kind of outside uh, some of the projects you've got going on as we head into the spring. I know that, uh, of course, there's lots of trail work. Uh, The county came up with their master trail plan and approved that adopted that uh, in the late fall of 2019. Uh, But another project that was kind of on the line last year, and it was uh, towards the end of the year, and I think, I don't know if winter came or if it just kind of uh, was pushed into 2020, but a project out at Dutton Locks that will uh, happen this year. Yeah, this is exciting. Uh, we It's amazing the, the the regulatory rules you have to follow to do modifications and to some of these uh, areas that we have. So at Dunton Locks, which is in a, one of our uh, uh, jewels in Becker County, I would say, I have actually took family photos out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and, and while out there, we had the opportunity to walk on uh, well, over this uh, this waterfall area. And so what's going to be happening is we're going to be taking out this... Uh, Oh, fixed site dam and doing some remodeling of this to be more conducive, to be like a rock arch rapids of look, a look. Uh, it's supposed to help with the water flow as well as help with just aesthetics there and in f- for fish passage. And so with that, we're, we're making progress. We got through the historical preservation review. We got through another federal review uh, just this past week. Um, and I think that we should be able to move forward. We were really hoping to get it done last year, but due to the regulatory rules, we had to slow down. Okay. And so that's what we're uh, just finishing up now. We we just submitted, uh, I believe, Guy Fisher, who is our Parks and Rec uh, coordinator, submitted some final paperwork uh, yesterday uh, to apply for the final permits. So that's exciting to see happen. So right. we'll late this fall, it should be fully operational. Okay. And uh, great for walking and tours. And Yeah, it's a great area uh, for people to get out and visit. Even in the wintertime, there's some cross-country skiing out mm-hmm. there and stuff. Uh, also, uh, Westlake Drive Project is on the county's... Uh, in the county's future, uh, working with Detroit Lakes to update that road uh, because it is a county it is. highway. It county is road. a county highway. Mm-hmm. And so we are working actively with the city. Uh, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, the, the people's property rights are, are respected. Uh, we're also looking at the uh, historical preservation. Uh, we have to do a, uh, uh, actually an archaeological survey I kid you not, an archaeological survey uh, next to the lake there, and, and it's important because you never know what could what you could find there. And but this is part of the regulatory rules that we have to follow with the uh, with the funding streams that we're using to pay for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't exactly know what the timetables are going to be for this yet. It may be this fall um, after the fourth, um, or it could be the following year. We we don't know yet. We're 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 hopeful that we can come to an agreement with all the property owners and the city and uh, and move forward with that, but. Um, it, it's a tough situation, but I think in the long term, with the perspective that the city brings to this and the county brings to this, and 
and what this could bring to the overall community, I think would be a positive. So Right. And that area, too, will be designated as part of the Heartland Trail. Of yes. course, uh, Becker County has been working on the extension from DL to Frazee as well, along with the city and the Heartland Trail Committee. So that work will continue this uh, spring and summer as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And that's uh, there's there's talking about brushing and cleaning out some of these trails as they grow over the years and maintenance. And so these are all some of the great things that we're doing here at Becker County. All right. And I know that uh, the snowmobile season is still going on, and I believe uh, the Snowmobile Ultra Snowmobile yes. Club got a couple of grants. Well, they're applying for a grant. Applying it, for it's, grants. it's a pretty healthy-sized grant, mm-hmm. but uh, the facilities, the piece of equipment that they're using, it's this thing's going to be really cool mm-hmm. uh, when you get this thing up and operational. And they're going to, the amount of miles that they're going to be able to maintain at the level um, that uh, we have come to expect here at the county here at, at Becker County with our trails networks is going to be second to none. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be a destination, and we are a destination for for tourism and travel. Heck, that's even on our logo at the county's on our county logo um, is 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 the tourism and the travel, and and so that's what uh, the Ultra Snowmobile Club's trying to do for us. They're they're one of the pieces that are getting us to that next level, and that's what I. And we want to thank them for their efforts, and the commissioners are very much supportive of this. Right, right. Well, keep up the good work, and uh, things are moving forward. And Mike Breathhorst with uh, Becker County, Becker County Administrator, giving us an update on things going on in the county. Everywhere, <laughs> lots going on under every department, as we just heard. We didn't touch on a lot of departments. But, yeah, you have a two-inch uh, thick uh, yeah, budget agenda there from last from the last uh, meeting. Yeah, they are pretty thick these days. So uh, thanks, Mike, for the update, and we appreciate you coming in.